The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Cool. I got the keys ready to come in and we come and use it. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be <laughs> Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Bit of a hook, melon body. Ah! Ah! Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, blow the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble. This is the Fantastic Forum, Augie's Radio's premier comic book show and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma. Trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, we have the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be doing Movie Monday. We're going to talk about some movies that we've been watching lately uh, amidst the, the quarantine. Uh, but before we do that, we want to make sure... That we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, tell us what you've been watching uh, in the Corona Apocalypse. You can do that too. Uh, here, here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know you want to. Could you hear that, Mary? No, I'm just good. Yeah, (laughs) you said it right when she said it. She she said it. Like it was harmonized. (laughs) 
Damn. We've been That's practicing all, just, for this. I did it in my head. We're, I was like, we're I practicing for this Corona get in like for the last 13 years. Like, Say again? We've been practicing for this broadcasting through Corona get in for like the last 13 years. Like There it is. I know yeah. all, all the late night shows and everybody had to do like figure out ways to do it and they couldn't. So now they're all coming back today. And then everybody like all the news shows figured out like how to do it but they're still mad buggy oh yeah oh yeah no they they got all type all types of places they're like oh we're not built for this they're like Ooh. if we don't have our studios we're, we we need at least two weeks to figure it out and it's like we we've incorporated our mad bugginess into the show it's a it's yeah. a it's our feature chart. not it a is. glitch and the weird thing too is like <laughs> it, it's weird because it's mad buggy but then it's they use like we use skype for our conferencing and shit mm-hmm. but they use a thing called zoom i guess because it's video and the video <laughs> is cool but the audio is so unstable like i used to complain about skype and i'm like once i heard about them using that I'm like hmm, man if they're using it maybe we should too and i started looking into it and i started seeing more people using it and it's like so unstable yeah yeah which i don't understand like you can use skype like skype has video features yeah right is it yeah, yeah. is it just that you can't you can't bring in multiple people? Is that what it is? I mean, you can. I mean, we managed to do it. Like, I mean, you saw those shows. We had, like, four or five people on at once. Okay, sometime. yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, you know me. I just have the bad memory. I'm just yeah. sitting here like, is it that Skype? Because I don't understand why people would use Zoom over Skype. Because I'm just like, what? what is Zoom? Like, it. I was literally in a chat room. Not chat room, but in a text message string with some friends of mine. And one of them just kept saying, Zoom, Zoom. And I'm like, is, is, are they cracking up in the friggin' like, due to self-isolation? I'm like, what is, I'm like, I don't know what, I didn't know what she was talking about until, like, two days later. And I was like, oh, I guess she was suggesting that we do video chat. But all she kept saying was Zoom. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And where was this? Like hitting her hard. <laughs> where was this? I was it was in one a text message string like you uh, know just with some other friends I was yeah. just like hey how you all doing, and everybody was like oh making okay doing okay you know we were just talking about how how everybody's feeling and how everyone's holding up if everyone was like prepared enough and needed anything, but one person just kept saying zoom zoom, <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what she's talking about but I'm gonna leave that alone. Hector chats but, is because Zoom paid them, I guess so. Maybe. I get that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but Skype is definitely working for us. So, you know, welcome to Fantastic Forum. Please definitely join the conversation. It's not like this is this is interactive. We're not here to to really well, listen, I'll say this. I'm not here for you to hear me talk. You know, everybody knows that Joe is that diva. Everyone knows that about Jay. See? Won't yeah. shut up. <laughs> that one. Oh. Oh, sorry, I just got a text message uh, from Verizon Wireless. No, even better. They gave me like 15 gigabytes of data. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's awesome. In fact, they've been like half responsible during this whole <laughs> crisis. Like, I want to say all the way responsible, but... You know, they let me text people, which is cool. Yeah. And now they gave me 15 gigabytes of data, so. Yeah. They didn't just cut 
be off, which is awesome. Yeah, half responsible is right, because <laughs> they could have just, like, waived your bill for the month. Right, like, they could let me make calls, because some places don't text. Like, if I need to call the hospital to find out whether I still have an appointment, I can't do that. I just have to show up and get turned away and catch at the, the door. And catch the corona. Right. Man. Wait, so, r- real quick. Like, should we hold the industry news stuff until the end? No, we could do it today. Or should we talk about, like, the... It, like at least the corona stuff at the top. We could talk about corona stuff, and if you want, I mean, depends how much time, uh, how much time we we have at the end after everything. But right, I mean, we could we could talk about comic news because we are a comic show primarily. We're only doing these themes because we got five shows a week to fill. Exactly. You know, and exactly. then Wednesday's show is actually longer, so right. You know, we can. We can probably do this a little bit of news every day and then kind of revisit it Wednesday night and get Oz's take on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Would that, would that be the case? We've had more companies, more publishers come forward talking about their response to uh, coronavirus, uh, including finally hearing from DC Comics. Yeah, they listened uh, to us. <laughs> I kept badgering them. Me and Heck did it. You you and Heck did it. Because we were the only ones that <laughs> tweeted at him. Yep. Listen. Uh, yeah. It's it's wild. It, it's really wild that it took this long for... Like, even, even if they didn't know exactly what they were going to do, it's just wild that they didn't put out any kind of statement for... What was it? Two weeks? Or a week and a half? No, like two weeks, man. And it, felt, it felt like two weeks. So, um, yeah. Because so, they had already not gone for like a week... When we started, and that was uh, like eight, nine days ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, too, um, even despite them taking this time, I feel like the messaging is a little muddled, personally. You know, like, I, like one thing that they did make clear is that they're going to make books returnable. And they said that um, anything that was in store between the 18th of March and June 24th will be fully returnable. So that that's a good look. That's a that's a real good look because it's like okay, I mean that's uh, ideally that would be the move to go with and that would be like the statement. Everything's returnable, so don't worry. You know, if you don't sell it, just send it back. But then it basically continued and they're like we're going to look into other distribution methods to get the comic books out and into stores, which I was like, wait, what? So one, they're basically saying we're going to use or we're going to figure out some way other than diamond to get our books to the stores, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not the guy that's like, oh, like, oh, well, it makes sense to me that diamond should be the monopoly in in distributing comic books i'm not exactly I, I don't know the history on how it happened that way and i probably should read up on it one of these days soon you got since time. i have time yeah yeah but i yeah but i'm not saying that you know i don't i'm not the guy that's like oh monopoly is the way to go <laughs> you know so it's like um 
However, I don't know if figuring that out now amidst this crisis is necessarily the way to do it either, you know? Because it's like, I get it, like, they shut down. Um, but, but sometimes uh-huh. there are some places that want to reopen, like, right away. And so you, they should. You talk about comic comments. shops. No, I'm talking about there's some like states that are like we don't want to be sequestered. We want to like be out and about and doing shit. So I mean, if they can figure out another way to distribute, at least they can get their comics. Yeah, but but I guess my thing is this: is do going about it this way with Diamond seems a little weird to me. One, um, two. They're, they're also were talking about putting their books out digitally, which, you know, like the same with, with that we said with Marvel, where it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's like I, I, I feel a way about that to a degree, too. But then the, the third and the biggest one is it's not fair to the shops that have to close. It's like you're basically giving an an not only giving an unfair advantage to the ones that would stay open, which I personally think is actually a pretty bad idea. I mean, I know I get that there's some states that want to be open, but really they shouldn't be. It's it's irresponsible. Yeah, like, I think Texas, they're pretty much staying open. Yeah. No, and I, whatever was like, we don't want to close. And so I want them to like, I think that's a good idea, honestly. For to not Texas close? to stay open. No, for Ooh. Texas to not close. Yeah. So Why? They could all fuck each other up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, their governor says that it'll improve the economy if they go back to work. So I want to see, like, how long it takes for them all to die and to see, find out whether or not that helps the economy. Yeah, I mean, listen. Also, it's, Corpus Christi, someone needs to do something about it. This is like the perfect, perfect opportunity. Someone needs to do something about Corpus Christi? Yeah. Why? That place is an epicenter of weird. But not the good weird, but like the weird weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't listen. It's like, I feel, I feel like, I, I know that there's some people, even if their governor says so, aren't going to go out in Texas because they're smart or at the very least cautious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause at, at this point, it, it People are acting as though because people haven't been diagnosed, they don't have it. Like, you know, and it's crazy. Like, you know, we live in Los Angeles. Uh, you know where the, the, the most cases, the most diagnosis, the most diagnosed cases of coronavirus are in, in our area or in our city? Uh, I where? saw the map, but I don't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's Brentwood. And yeah. it's not because, oh, it started in Brentwood. 
it's because those rich people have figured out ways to get tested. Like, they have money, which gives them undue influence. And so they've been tested. It's like Texas, some people there I'm, I know have money, and I'm sure there's some people there that have been diagnosed with coronavirus, but or maybe not, I don't know. But either way, it's like just because they haven't been diagnosed or haven't been tested and been found positive doesn't mean that it's not happening there. And so, I, you know, it, it's just from just from a business perspective, it just seems like unfair to punish some shops that can't open or even encourage shops that might want to stay open. You know, I saw on I saw online uh, comic bug is open. Like door was open and, you know, apparently people could walk in. Lights are on. And I was like. That's not cool, you know, <laughs> It's like, I I guess, I guess, you know, hey, maybe it's cool to the people that want comics from Comic Bug, but, you know, it's like, it's unfortunate where you have, like, other shops that are, that, that are adhering to the edict from our, our mayor and our governor and, you know, actually shut their doors and are doing, you know, we're doing things like curbside pickup and all that kind of stuff for other people just to be... Huh? Our law enforcement is too lax. You know, over in India, what they do if they catch you out and about, they cane. They hit you with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, nobody's ever said, "Man, I want to live in India." What? Nobody said, "Hey, I want to live in India." Like people from India don't want to live in India. <laughs> I know people yeah. that went to visit <laughs> India, got off the air airplane. Stepped into the airport and said, man, I'm getting the fuck back. They just turned around and came back. <laughs> Same time, their people are are staying home because they don't want to get hit with sticks. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I don't I don't want to, like, set those precedents here either. Yeah. And, and it's, like, it's really not – our law enforcement isn't too lax. I mean, the reality is it's – is that people – Huh? They're not out there hitting people with sticks. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to do that. Let the hey, people people should have. Should it's about what you need to do. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't listen. We can definitely like send law enforcement out and you know let them shut places down. I don't mind. Yeah, definitely don't want to hit them with sticks. <laughs> Even though do? we all know that a lot of people it. could use a good a, a good ass whooping. Dude, caning is like one of the best deterrents to stop people from doing stupid shit. Yeah, Joe, but half of those places that allow caning wouldn't like you being the weird, lovable person you are. They would cane you just for you being you. Oh, that's not, I don't right. know why. That's I don't know. I don't know how Joe thines he's gonna escape these yeah. canings. Like, and I don't know. He acts like he'd be. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll be. Right. Call me. Call me a citizen cane. You know, like, <laughs> no, Joe be one of the first people trapped with all that anime he watches. Like, just his little, like, well, some of those places don't mind pe inferred pe pedophilia like that. But, um, but yeah, it, it, Joe, Joe wouldn't escape these canings. Like, even the way he just laughs in public, so, oh, that's a caning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a caning. <laughs> 
I'll let you know right now, too. You came me, we're boxing. Yeah. I'm letting you know right now, we're boxing. Like, I will break your cane in half. Like, I always tell Emily, like, oh. if shit goes a little weird, you know, a little too police statey, like, you might as well kiss me goodbye because I'm going to die quick because I'm not going to put up with a lot of this shit. Like, you know? There it is. Moses Magnum Brooks, no nonsense. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just kill me. Fucking kill me. Speaking of Texas, uh, have you heard that some businesses in Texas are planning on docking the pay of anyone that gets uh, a stimulus check? You know, I didn't know that that was Texas, but I did hear about that. Like some companies were talking about doing that. Where like, you know, yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. It doesn't sound legal. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, technically, I mean, not even technically. Well, yeah, technically, in every way imaginable, this has never happened before. So I'm sure there's no established law on it. Well, they're putting it on the books. <laughs> so I mean, the like... last time, the last time we got stimulus checks, when Obama did it, uh, companies weren't allowed to dock your pay for it. Yeah, but I mean, that was that was a different thing. Like, that's exactly like kind of the point where it's like, I mean, it's I, I st- understand, huh? It's still stimulus. Yeah, but it's a different. It's not for a, uh, a, a, a was a national emergency or something. Yeah, and so I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I it would is let's put it like this: whether it's it's definitely not right. Now, but the question is, is it legal? And I I would not be surprised if we don't have an answer for that as of yet. And it, it's probably could be argued either way. I'm okay with it in Texas, though. Why do y'all hate on Texas so much? They're good uh, well, people no, that live in Texas. No, I, I, I get it. Like, Texas is cool. I actually <laughs> like Texas. But, you know, some of their people are a little backwards, and, and some of them are, are trying to be progressive, and that's why they have a lot of problems is because there's two – it's almost like two two countries <laughs> in one. And uh, Texas is also like, hey, we, we, we all have guns. So, yeah, don't give them no money. Take away some money. Give them sick. Let them panic and let them kill each other. I, I don't agree with that. The only problem is that the, the illness issue. Illness doesn't respect borders. So, yeah, we're Texas. We're going to do it. Fuck you. For the rest of us, don't fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Texas. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. No, you do it, please. Texas, technically, if you're working, you don't really need the stimulus. And it's not. The stimulus is supposed to stimulate the economy. Yeah. If you're working and you get a stimulus check, that stimulates the economy. Right. It's like having people dock your pay does not stimulate the economy. Also, heck, think of it like this. If you're out with a girl and she's about to touch your Johnson, but you're already stimulated, you're already hard. She's like, oh, you're already hard. I'm not going to touch it. Are you going to be like, oh, okay, that's good. That's fair. Like, no. (laughs) And that's how the check is. Like, yeah, they already they already have money. They're going to have more money. They're going to contribute more to the stimulation of the economy. Also, too, that is like... a great analogy. Well, thank you. <laughs> hear, hear that on CNN. <laughs> uh, 
realistically, though, it's like just because people are working doesn't mean they're working in the same capacity that they were working before the corona pandemic. And I think that that's the big thing, too, where it's like, yeah, I, I might be working, but I'm, pro- I'm probably working reduced hours. Not to mention the fact that if I'm still working, I'm probably one. If you're talking about, you know, maybe like shift work and things like that. But even if you're talking about, you know, other types of work as well, it's like if I'm still working, that probably means I'm one of your best employees. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm one of the better one of the better uh, uh, sets of people that you have, whether I'm sticking with you still or, uh, you know, being able to make myself available during during this time. You know, it's like. There are other people getting let go. You don't let go of your best people first. So it's like, you know, why why dock those people for still being around? If anything, they should be Also, I I think it should be stated, but I guess it didn't come off from what what I was saying or what. As the news was related to me, they're not just docking the pay of people that are working. They're going to dock the pay of the people that aren't working when they come back to work. Oh, oh, got you. Oh, wow. That's, that seems even worse. Yeah. So, so you don't, basically you're just getting the money to hold you over, uh, until work goes back. And then you're like, okay, remember that? Well, now, now you get to work for free for the next two months. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. One of yeah. the things, uh, one of the things is that we're we're starting to get essential workers on strike now. Oh Jesus! They wow. Li- they listen to me. Well, but who? What? What? Just essential workers? Well, like healthcare workers and Instacart uh, people. Um, and, and one of the things I said, I, I told Oz Wednesday, and I think I'm pretty sure I said it on the air. Is that the essential people are over here like, you know, there's a means of essential people looking down on us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're not being paid properly. They're not being prepared properly and they're being exposed and they're put at risk for no extra money. Like they should go on strike. This is the time they got society by the balls. They can get fuck it. Say, I don't want to pay taxes for the next five years or something, you know. And, you know, but they're over here laughing. I'm essential. I get to go to work. But now we've got a lot of like grocery store workers and delivery people, nurses, uh, city employees infected. And yeah, they're fucked for the same amount of pay they were getting. Mm-hmm. And now now they're starting to go on, on strike. So not only the D.C. listen to me, but the essential workers listen to me, too. You unhacked. Well, DC listened to me in heck, but yeah, the essential oh. workers listened to me. <laughs> so. um, steering it back to comics real quick, we should talk about TKO. T- TKO actually had had a great oh, yeah. response. They're, they're, huh? the best, they're the best so far, I think. I think I agree with you 100% in the sense that, and you know, and don't get me wrong, T- TKO, obviously, like we talked about them uh, when they first came came on the scene and talking about how from a marketing perspective, they were trying to do comics in a completely different way. Um, you know, basically selling single issues, but also selling uh, like arcs in a in a box set. So if you want, like, say, the a six issue arc in a box set, you can have it as opposed to a trade paperback. But they they're doing those as well. 
and uh, you know, just kind of like doing their whole thing a different way. Um, uh, but you, they, they were doing all that along with, you know, your regular or your your more standard distribution of comics uh, through Diamond and working with local comic shops and whatnot. But in this time, uh, they basically were like, hey, anything you buy on the site, name your store, and we're going to give them 50% of the proceeds. And I was like, that's huge, because that's literally them giving away half of their money to just to help support shops. Um, you know, and, and, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, there are, there are a lot of good books over there at TKO. So if you want to still buy some comics, you know, you're looking for stuff to read because, you know, we're still not, not even though DC's made announcements and all this kind of stuff, we're not a hundred percent certain still what books are coming out when you can go to TKO, you can go ahead and, uh, uh, shop their store, see what you want. And on, in checkout, put in whatever your local comic book shop is and when you buy those comics 50% of the proceeds will go to to your local store. Yeah, that's a great response. I mean, the 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 of course the only part of it is that you can say is obviously TK only has so many books available at the moment. Uh, you know, hopefully they got some new stuff uh, in the pipeline and that that's coming or whatnot, but yeah, it's a great response. I think, I mean, it, it, it's what you would hope you would get from the industry at large. Yeah. I, I was actually, you know, a little bit impressed. Like you said, it, it's, you know, you can be like, well, they only have so many books, but really if, if uh, Marvel or DC would have thought of this, they could have saved the comic shop industry. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy. It's like we're, we're selling all our books online. We'll ship them to you and give half the proceeds to stores. And, and you know, I get it, too. It's like obviously both Marvel and DC are giant or owned by giant corporations. And those peop those corporations are have to be beholden to their shareholders and those types of things. But, you know, it would be nice if people could understand, you know, like, hey, this is an industry we're trying to make sure that sticks around, you know, like for the good for the good of that particular industry, especially considering, too, it's like those major corporations, they already know they're not making a whole bunch of money off of the publishing arms of these businesses anyway. Right. I mean, they're making their money other places. So it's like, hey, you know, if we mess around and support them a little bit, I'm sure they could probably write some of that stuff off even down the line or whatever. Yeah. It's all a write-off. Yeah. Um, you want to get into these movies? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, right. I'm going to play the so theme. I'm gonna play talk the, about, you want to talk about Gilbert first? Well, I'm going to play the review theme first. Oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. Theater. Comic book theater. Theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I watched Gilbert on Hulu. I actually watched a couple movies that I would like to talk about, but we don't have enough time today. 
So I'm going to talk about Gilbert. And Gilbert is a documentary mm-hmm. about the comedian Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, and, wow. And That's it, cool. Yeah, you get to see him not so much talking like this. You know, like he's just talking like he's just, it's just him at home and him going to work and him doing things with his kids. And, you know, you hear his life story, how he grew up. Uh, you get a, a, a little bit of insight in how his mind works with, with humor. And they talk about his, you know, <laughs> his 9-11 too soon joke. And then his tsunami yeah. too soon joke. They go into that. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, he's really the first, you know, the first comedian to ever get, like, have that Twitter backlash, you know? And... Yeah, it, he goes through that. You get to see his emotions because he's not a, a real. Nowhere do you really ever see his emotions, you know. Even, mm-hmm. um, you know, other comedians, you know, they they put on a, a show, but it, it's something something about Gilbert that he's just always closed off, even from his own family. You know, he, he takes his sister to chemotherapy, and he's like making fun of her while she's getting chemo. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, she loves it because she she understands him and. It actually, she says, it actually makes her feel better because it's not like somebody feeling sorry for her or, or like worried about her dying. He's just making fun of her, and it makes her laugh and makes her just a little bit feel a little bit better. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's an interest. It's interesting to look. And then there's a there's a really cool part in it that where he's going to do the. He, this was after the the. This was actually fairly recent to the shooting of the movie, so they actually got it in the documentary. And they talk. About, he goes to do a, a charity event for the St. Jude's Children Hospital. Uh huh. And there's a kid. There's a guy talking about his kid, how she was diagnosed with leukemia and she was gonna die and all this before Gilbert. And he's like, "How am I gonna go uh, after him?" You know, like his wife asks Gilbert, like, hey, so what's your act going to be like? Because he's nervous. He's like, I don't know what act to do. This is St. Jude's Children's Hospital and a charity event. And there, and she's like, well, well, can't you just do your regular act? And he goes, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He he didn't know what he was going to do up there. Like, he didn't plan. He didn't. He just went off. And then you see some of that um, performance, and, and it's great. <laughs> and, you know. He gets a standing ovation at the end, but he, you know, he modifies it. And then he's like, one of the things that really like made me feel good was the guy that was just crying on stage about his daughter dying. I made him laugh. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like he felt, you know, he felt like he, once he saw him laughing, he's like, I could do anything up here. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see him in, in behind the curtain a little bit, you know? And yeah, absolutely. Especially considering like how strong like he kind of plays that character yeah. often. Well, he's, like you know, I I don't know if I've ever seen him like just one hundred percent like person. Yeah, I've never seen him in person like as a person, but I've only seen him in other characters, <laughs> and that was still weird. Like it's like you can't really call his Dracula Dracula. You call it Dracula Gottfried. Yeah, you know? right. Or like Di- right. even even when he does his dice impression. It's still like Dice Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it, it actually made me think about these Brooklyn comedians where they all kind of have like this persona and they're like deeper people under. 
but they you you always just see their persona when they're on on stage or on screen or even like when they do talk shows they never really like turn that off in the public eye you know yeah it's yeah like, it's, like talking about like the old school kind of guys well even right? newer guys that i've seen like like tracy morgan's another one too you know like Part of me thinks think, that that's I how he I think that is. really is Tracy Morgan. Nah, it's not, man. I mean, to a certain degree it is, but because I, I, I actually have gotten a glimpse of him not being like that. And it, it was it, it was a little he was a little different than that, you know? Oh, okay. That's the only reason I brought him up like that. And then, you know, then you have Dice too and, and there's yeah. a few I'm sure there's a few other ones that I, I didn't think of. But yeah, it's it's weird how like he was able to be like this filthy comedian. And then he's Yago the parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they actually talked to that too, where he's like, he's basically invulnerable to controversy until the Affleck thing. And then watching that Affleck thing too, like kind of made me cringe because not because of what he said, but like seeing other comedians, like not really, some of them not take, not kind of like see it from his perspective or, or you know just because now they have a tv job they're like oh no like we you know that's that's appalling you know but they've said some shit on stage that's just as bad or worse yeah and now because they're on the view or they're on today good morning america or, or the today show they're like Ugh, gilbert godfrey Instead of just saying like, "Hey, he's just trying to make people laugh," like, yeah, it was, that was kind of sickening to me. But, anywho, so where did you watch it? Like, where it's where on, could people on, see it? It's on Hulu. Okay, on it's Hulu. A, yeah, gotcha. and it's just called Gilbert, and you see his kids, and <laughs> you see his wife, and then it's like, I, I forgot who was. I think it was like Joy Behar or. Or Susie Essman, one of these like lady comedians, was like, it was so weird seeing Gilbert because Gilbert's just like who he is, and then he's dating Dara. That's the name name of his wife, and it's like, then they get married, and it's like once they get married, it's like Dara has three kids now because Gilbert's one of them, <laughs> like because <laughs> they never they never thought he'd be like that dude, yeah. And then they talk about how cheap he is, which is funny, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, I give it like five appalling tweets out of five. <laughs> Hecton Chat said Mo did a 10 out of 10 Gilbert Gottfried impression. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying not also to be too, too loud. Oh, good. I, I was trying not to be too loud because, you know, I got neighbors and shit. Oh, man. That's okay. Listen, you, you're allowed to yell in your home. Oh, according to my neighbors, you're allowed to yell outside too. Well, there you go. But you know, I'm not my. I'm, I'm different. <laughs> Tiger Claw says today is the 30th anniversary of the 1990 TMNT movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good factoid on Mo- Movie Monday, man. Tiger Claw, on it. Yeah, trust me. The the it, we're just ha- we're just lucky that we. Decided to do Movie Monday today because Tyre Claw was putting that in the chat no matter what. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Dude, Jay, you and I saw that movie together, right? 
Which movie? T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm like, I can't imagine. Yeah, the first one we saw together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the second one we did. Right. Right. But I like, I, cause I just know, like, Jay and I were both huge Ninja Turtle fans. And yeah, we, like, I would have been like 11 and Jay would have been like 12. <laughs> so I can't imagine. And I, and I was seven. Yeah, like we would not have seen, we would not have been, we would have been together to watch that movie then, definitely. Right. Man, yeah, that was a good movie, man. Like I like, yeah, like I can almost remember being in the theater watching that joint. Like, like not not as vividly as some other movies, but pretty vivid. I liked how it was mm-hmm. like humorous, but it was still kind of gritty. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's when that kind of stuff could happen. Like, we, you know, I, yeah, it's 1990, but we all know, like, the 90s don't really start until, like, 1992. Like, 1990, 1991, and, like, probably the first half of 1992 are all the 80s still. And that's when things, you could do that. You could be gritty and funny and, you know, be a little lewd. And it's okay because it's like, even though it's a kid's movie, it's like, ah, you know, they have to learn sometime. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Hex in chat He says T-U-R-T-L-E Power Best song (laughs) (laughs) It is a good song So yeah But anyway um, Moving right along Jay You want to talk about Bird Boy Okay uh, Bird Boy The Lost Children or Forgotten Children, is based on the graphic novel Psychonautas. Oh, I got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Psychonautas y los niños olvidados. Right. I, I was just about to say that. Mo beat me to it. <laughs> so it's basically about this one island that gets pretty much decimated. Uh, by a factory explosion that uh, kills all the fish and turns part of the island into a dump. And uh, it uh, focuses on three different groups or people. Uh, one is Bird Boy, whose father was killed for suspect uh, for being suspected of drug running. And uh, he's basically trying to continue his father's work of uh, bringing the island back to life, uh, even though there's a demon instead of him. Uh, it's about a fisherman who that wants to leave uh, the island, but he also needs to take care of his sick mother, so he can't. And it's about a group of friends who also want to leave the island and they're actually in the process of doing that for the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, kind of surreal, and there's a lot of, like, commentary, and it's one of those type of movies where if you're smart and you know stuff, it means a lot more than if you're just watching it and you don't know that much. 
and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's pretty cool. The characters are cool. The animation Interesting. is really cool. Yeah, the animation is really good. Like it's got a style. I don't know what you call that style. I call it upon unapologetically 2D, but rich in depth. Right. Um, it's also got a couple of side stories, which uh, which are pretty cool. Uh, there's this one guy who's like working at the dump looking for things uh, that have copper in it. Uh, he's working it with the sun. And at one point they come across another father and son. And they kind of get into a fight. And one father kills the other and one son kills another son, the other son. And they just like end up together after that. The father and the boy of the person, the uh, the other father. So that was cool. cool. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Did you have a? It's definitely. Oh, go ahead. Did you have a hard time at all with the the um the subtitles? I watched the dub version. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, yeah, like it, it's definitely more of a heavier type of watch than say like uh, MFKZ, uh, more drama, more surreal, or not more surreal, but just more of a dramatic take, a dramatic and darker take of a political filmmaking but it's good i liked it and and so where can you see it again uh, you can see it on verve and crunchyroll okay now i was trying to watch it and i googled where to watch it and it, it only gave me youtube and amazon prime yeah that's I... weird because Normally, when I try to when I recommend stuff, it's normally stuff that I know will be easy, uh, easy-ish for people to watch. So, like, I don't go to my preview copy site. Like, I normally just go to like Verve or Amazon if it's Prime or if it feels like, even if it's not Prime, it's findable. Yeah, but I yeah, usually, that's weird. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I usually, I usually watch. I, I usually go to um justwatch.com to kind of find like where I can like, if I can stream stuff or if I can you know buy it like where I can do all that. And the only place that said you could watch it streaming is a uh, Canopy. Is what? Is a a, a a something called Canopy? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Me either. Yeah, like, so I, really I was just like, weird. oh, I don't have that. Said that you had to be subscribed. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's really weird that you couldn't find it. Yeah, so I but I did try. Service for a while, and it's been in my watch list for probably like a year or so. 
like just never got around to watching it. But I figure for Movie Monday, a comic book movie, an uh, animated comic book movie will be good to talk about. So I went ahead and watched it finally, and I enjoyed it. Like, it's definitely more down to earth. Earth. <laughs> like, I wouldn't recommend it watching it first thing in the morning when you wake up, unless you're like a hyper morning person. But, like, after you're up, it's a good time to watch it. Wait, what does that mean, a hyper morning person? You know, you want someone that's, like, super awake when they first wake up. Mm. That's fair. So how many uh, bird boy demons would you give it out of five? I would give it a three and a half. Okay. Okay, cool. Tiger Claw Chat says movie Monday. Why not make a movie Tuesday as well? Because you know what's coming out digitally tomorrow. I Just sure because don't. Because movie doesn't start with T. That's why. I I I'm like I don't know what's coming out tomorrow digitally. Oh, like a Sonic. Tuesday. Oh. Sonic. But Joe's right. Well, we already did a review of Sonic, didn't we? You already did we it, did. yeah. And we're also, yeah, tomorrow's TV Tuesday, like Joe said. Yeah, man. You got to get you got to get with the the alliteration, man. Yeah. The consonants. But right. uh yeah. Yeah. Um I wasn't I wasn't quite planning on on reviewing it, but you know uh, something that I just happened to watch, uh, movie wise, and then just was like enjoyed so thoroughly that I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe how amazing this still is! Is freaking um, Batman like eighty nine? Oh like, yeah, I, I know it's classic, but it's just one of those things where it's like. Like I feel like, in a lot of ways, outside of course of like the technological ones, like you know, like you know, like you could almost just release that movie today. Like it's a good movie, man. Like it's just like the pacing and the characterization, and you know, not everybody like you know, like Michael Keaton obviously is not a classical looking Bruce Wayne by any means, but man, like. His characterization is still really cool, like just like just the way he does it, everything. Like and and then when he's in the suit, like you don't look at Michael Keaton and think like, okay, he has the chin for Batman, but it's working. It works. He definitely has like it, I guess it, what it might be is just a, a testament to how good of an actor he is because he doesn't need the chin. He he makes you feel like he has it. Yeah. And, like, the production design looks good in it. But even, like, the way the story is pretty good. Like, the movie just takes a weird turn. Not a weird turn, but yeah. there's a progression of the crime of the yeah. Joker. Like, when he when he starts killing the people on the TV. Yeah. And it's like, man, if people, like, if he were to broadcast, like, a snuff film, like, now, yeah. it's, it's almost like some Mark Millar shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. No, it's it's like I was just sitting there like astounded by how much better of a Batman movie it is than a lot of Batman movies that came after it. And that Joker <laughs> is still better than any any Joker we've seen in movies so far. I mean, Live you know, I, I honestly I do feel like you can like Nicholson and Ledger are neck and neck to me. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's definitely like it's a it's like like let me put it like this. I'll I'll entertain the argument, you know. I can't be really mad at anybody saying like Nicholson's the best joker. Cause like watching this fool do what he does and, and even like, you know, like the little origin story that they put on it and all that kind of stuff. It's like they even found like a way because you know you know how we always talk about how it's like, man, why they have to connect yeah. villains and heroes it's like you know it's like it always seems like so hokey yeah. you know and it's like but the way they do it in this particular movie is like all so good like even the fact like him killing his parents yeah is like it they did it in a way where you know what it is i'll tell you what it is it's in in modern movies they always try to make the connection so personal and that was what made it interesting in, in Batman 89 is that, yeah, he did kill his parents, but it wasn't personal. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't know those people or if he knew who they were, it wasn't like he was like, oh, well, I got to go kill the Waynes. It was like, oh, the Waynes got money. So I'm going to go take their money. You know, it was like very much just a street crime. And then it's like, okay, then, of course, Batman creates the Joker, but it's not like he did it on purpose. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of those things, like, he was there, and he was trying not to make what you know make him fall into the vat, but it didn't work. And now we have the Joker. And it's just like, yeah, like, they created each other, but it was very much, like, not in a, in a way that felt hokey or contrived or anything. And it's just like, man, like just, yeah, it's just everything about it, man. Look, and look, don't get me started on the Batmobile. Awesome. Awesome ass Batmobile. It has too much wings. No, man. <laughs> no, it has just the right amount of wings. Um, Larry, one of the <laughs> things about this movie, well, because the Batmobile is part of it too, is the aesthetic too. Like, yeah, just how it looks, you know, some of the tight shots, angular shots, because it kind of like, even some of the shots are reminiscent of like what they did in like Batman sixty six a little, you yeah. know, like the 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 askew, uh, not not leveled stuff. But then, yeah. like the guy that played the young Jack Napier that killed the parents, like just looks mm -hmm. so creepy. Like, yeah, that guy's gonna be the Joker. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just you know, like it's it's really interesting, just like. Nicholson's portrayal where it can like it really hits like every level of the Joker where it's like man this guy is really sadistic this guy is ridiculously silly this guy is is like actually funny you know it's like you know this guy is a is a criminal like it's just like it's just every like you you have like whatever facet of the Joker you want to see you basically see it in Batman 89, which I'm like, man, like, just like, I and, and the pacing is so good, too, where it's just like, which is crazy, too, because, you know, it's 
when you're talking about movies in the 80s, like, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes things get weird, you know? Get yeah. just strange, long scenes for no reason. Tire Claw says, also, Batman 89 had some really great lines. I oh, want, yeah. I want to hear Tiger Claw recite them. Oh, he'll, he'll look them up on Wikipedia real quick. No, well, I just want to hear him recite them, like a reading. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, like in his actual with his actual voice. I want to see his act- acting talent. There it is. One um, of my personal favorites, gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. Yeah. Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> that's the joint. I was like, oh, and then he plays. That's the if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the first time you hear Prince in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, so good. And the soundtrack was good too. Oh, dude, so good. I'm talking about the. Whether you talk about the soundtrack or the score, like yeah. both of them are impeccable. I remember because you got Prince on one end and then Danny Elfman on the other. Come on, man. I tried to buy the, the score when I was little, and I ended up buying the Prince one. Oh, that's funny. But but you loved it. You loved it. Eh. Oh, come on, man. Really? Eh, it wasn't my thing, but. The, but the, the Prince so good. that 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 soundtrack was my first like music purchase, period. Like I had the record, because hey. I'm an old son of a celibate. <laughs> but yeah. All right, we got a few more minutes here. Um, Larry, I want to recite a movie to you to make you cringe. Okay. Because I was thinking of this movie. I was like, I want Larry to see this movie. But I know what you're not going to because you're, you're a weenie. Um, it's called The Girl on the Third Floor. The Girl on the Third Floor. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> this movie is about a guy who's, had, who's expecting a baby. His wife's expecting a baby. He buys a house in the suburbs and starts picking, like, fixing it up. And right... As soon as he gets in there, the dog runs to uh, a little closet and just stares into it. And it's just dark in there. No sunlight reaches in. It's just dark. And then a little marble comes out and rolls down and fall, go, go down the stairs all the way down. And it get, gets reaches the guy's foot <laughs> while he's fixing it. Now, you got to think of this house as, like, a weird, old, decrepit house that he's fixing up. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, body fluids oozing from all the sockets and stuff. Well, you say body fluids, not not blood? No. Like, oh. like secretions, like mucusy. And it's just weird because it's just dripping out. And he's like, what the hell is this? He's just touching it, you know? No gloves, why, no see, nothing. Why would you just touch that? I, again. Yeah, it's white people, man. Because the wife did the same thing. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, so he starts investigating, and then, you know, he goes out to the town and he realizes that it used to be a house of ill repute, a whorehouse. So then you yeah. see, like, you know, the light sockets look like a butthole and the, you know, shit like that, because it was designed for that. And then this girl shows The light up. sockets were designed for people to to look at them like you're you're like you're flipping a switch and it looks like a body cavity. Oh yeah. wow. And 
Well, he goes out to the yard, and there's like a blonde college girl type saying, oh, I'd like to hang out at the house. And I'm like, well, now I'm, you can't because I live here now. And my wife's coming and whatever. He ends up sleeping with the chick. But then she starts hanging around a lot. And he's like, hey. Like in the, in the decrepit house? Yeah, on an air mattress. Oh, my God. But then you hear like when he's actually doing the deed, you hear a little girl giggling like through the walls. But only oh, the dog geez. is seeing it. And then you kind of see like the lo- dog just keeps looking in the room where there's a mirror. But he's blocking your view. But through the edge around the ears, you just see like a little girl like dancing around like a drunk ballerina. But you only see that through a little corner of the dog's ears in the mirror. Like, you can't really see it while the giggling's going on and the sex is going on in the other room. And then Larry, the, she starts hanging around and he's like, he can't be here. And he, he threatens her. And then some killing starts happening. Of, you know, the only black guy in the movie, he shows up just to die. How does the black guy die? What, what is the black guy even doing there? Well, he's the f- a family friend of the two, and he's helping them clean up the house on the weekend, you know, so he could advance in the, in the thing. And they go out, get drunk, and they end up, uh, you know, he drinks a little too much, the, the the main character, and he wakes up late while the other guy's painting, and he's like, yeah, you know, can you not tell my wife about this and he's like hey bro code man but then he sees he hears the the main character the black guy hears the main character threatening the girl about don't come around here no more you know and then he's like whoa look man that's my friend you can't be like she's my friend too like how can i look at her in the in the eye and he's like well and then they get into a fight then he goes i'm going for coffee and then the black guy stays cleaning the house up and painting and then he gets killed by that blonde girl, the college girl. And then where it really gets crazy, Larry, is where <laughs> he kills the, the main character kills the blonde girl. And he's he puts her up, ties her up in a wall, gets a phone call from his wife, steps away to talk because they're on FaceTime. So you can't so she doesn't see the, the body in the wall that he's about to to break off. And. When he comes back, the body's gone. Yeah. You're right. I'm not watching this. I, I saw it was on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, you got to watch it. Now, now I can't even <laughs> I can't even search the girl. So then, you know, there's like a, a, a preacher lady that hangs around and kind of talks to the guy. And then when the wife eventually comes, talks to her, but she says, just get, get away from the house. And the pregnant lady goes in. And once she goes in, there's already a full-on sex party going on. Like, it's all the ghosts of the house partying. And so so the ghosts of the house are having an orgy? It's like a sex show. Like, there's bleachers oh. above the bedroom. And, and it, there's, it, it's, it's a basically a haunted house. And she eventually gets through it. But at this point, the main character is already dead. And it's like... It was a little tame, but it was creepy. And one of the things about these movies, Larry, is that they're they're B-movies, you know? But the technology is so accessible now that they actually look good. So it's like, well, where where a movie would have looked terrible, it would have been a a horrible experience, even if the acting's bad, you know? And acting was okay, and some actors were better than others in it, for sure. But 
but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's actually a pretty decent movie that Larry wouldn't watch because he's a weenie. <laughs> you know, you say these things, you don't hurt me. I know, but <laughs> the audience laughs. <laughs> I, 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 I like the first time I said it and you laughed, so I've been saying it ever since. <laughs> um, but yeah, C- CM Punk is in it, and he's unrecognizable. Like, oh really? Yeah, because he's—I guess he's aged, and he's packed on a little more muscle, but not like a big beefy dude. Like he just looks like an older guy that used to work out. And, oh uh, man, that sucks. But he doesn't look bad. But he kind of looks like a Don Draper with tattoos. Oh. Okay, so no, yeah, that's not. It's bad. not in a bad way, but it's just that's why I was like, man, that doesn't look like CM Punk. Like once I, I didn't know he was in it. I just watched it because I like the font. Like <laughs> it was funny because you like the font. <laughs> I like the poster. I like how the poster looks. So if anybody could put it in chat real quick, um, <laughs> it looked good, and I'm like, just by the poster, I wanted to see it. And then Emily says, "Well, oh, I saw Liz was watching this. It looked pretty interesting." So I'm like, "Oh, right." I was like on the fence and then I just hit play and then the font of the opening credits was like oh I love this font and then she's like she goes yeah it, it looks pretty good she said Emily said it looks pretty good and I'm like oh I love it already <laughs> like uh, with the font and then you know then the movie progressed and it was still a pretty decent horror movie it had a lot of ambiance it was beautifully shot the architecture and everything the set was good and uh uh, yeah, and Larry would hate it. Yeah, it it does sound like things I don't like. Yeah. And then is that it? Yeah, the that's, poster? that's the poster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so I don't know if Joe would like to add a movie that Larry would hate too. I want to make you watch <laughs> these movies, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I can't make you watch it, so I don't it doesn't feel like it'd be a good time at all. Well, I mean he refused to watch the movie he was supposed to. I didn't refuse. You can't you can't just watch that joint. You gotta pay for it. Unless you have what, like stars or something. I don't have stars. What movie? Get a free Brightburn. trial. No, I'm not doing no stars for your trial to watch Brightburn that I'm probably not even going to be able to watch all the way through. Yeah. Brightburn. I got your Brightburn right here, Jay. That's what he says. If it was, I, I, get, I bet you if it was like something else, he would see it, but because it was something he was going to be scared of, he's like, nah, I'm not doing no no, no trial. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's like that. That feels very accurate what you just said, Mo. Yeah. And I say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's like now nah, I gotta remember to like unsubscribe to this joint in like a day or three days or however many days it takes. Yeah. So no. Nah. Yeah, I've been watching so many horror movies lately that it's I wouldn't say they're blending together, but if I were to try to describe one for Lawrence, I wouldn't know which one to even do. Yeah. Well think of it for next movie Monday. We'll each take turns trying to make Larry cringe and pee himself. <laughs> okay. Um, there was another movie I 
thought was pretty good, but eh, I can't get to it. Uh, Larry, are we going to do any news? Or was... uh, sorry, go ahead, Joe. So, actually, Yellow Brick Road, I think, is prime. Like, that movie actually scared me. Listen, if it scares Joe, I definitely don't want to see it. <laughs> if it yeah. scares Joe, I, like... I, like, I won't be able to sleep anymore. Do you but mean... it has one of my favorite deaths in a movie. Oh, describe it for Larry, please. It's, it's a, it doesn't sound scary, but, you know, it's towards the end of the movie and, like, almost most of the cast is dead and they're stranded in a forest and this girl, like, eats all the food so everyone else starts shunning her and she feels, like, so shitty that she just walks off a cliff. But... The reason it's messed up is because of the effect they use, which gives her un can't like. It really looks like they're like just dragging and dropping the frame. Or her, so it it just looks really uncanny. Which, when your eye sees it, it just it, it fucked me up a little bit. Huh. Like the like, way I she drops it. off the cliff looks weird. Yeah. Oh. So it's like the camera is following her? No, it's mm-hmm. like... You know how, like, when you keyframe something? Uh-huh. And you could move it with keyframing? It looks like they did that. Okay. So but it like odd. It looks odd. Like, she yeah. falls off like she's, like, the... Like, the friggin' Japanese, like, little girl ghost. Right. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> I, I can I can see it in my head like all the, like that's scary as hell. It's my least favorite death in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh both yeah, we should do a little bit of news before we go. Oh, you know what? Heck brings up a good point because I, you know, but you know, I, you know, it's funny because I did think about it, but I was like, actually, we should talk about it tomorrow. The the Rick and Morty thing. Oh yeah, I don't even know what that since, is. Since, yeah, it, it, we'll talk about it tomorrow because it's a TV thing. Oh yeah. But you can you can see it. I'll I'll send you a link. Cool. I'm gonna play. Now, do the DC showcases count as movies or TV? Does the what? The DC, uh, DC showcase features. Do oh, they that, count as... that are on the app? You know, I don't think they're on the app, but oh. they used to come as like uh, extras on the movie. So, like, remember the first one was like the Superman Shazam short film, and they had like a Green Arrow one and a oh. Jonah Jonah yeah, Hill one. Talking about or Jonah. Yeah, do those count as movies or TV? I, I would say those are short films, but yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Mo? I would say short films, too, especially if he's going to talk about one right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally subscribed to movies anywhere. And so I have access now to all the DC showcases that came with my 
uh, DC movies that I bought. And today I watched The Phantom Stranger. Oh, nice. Which, well, I don't know if you guys have watched that. Have I, you? I believe I, I, I believe I watched it, but I could be wrong. I could be mistaking it with the Spectre one. Oh, okay. Well, it starts out with these, like, five hippies. They're going out to this, like, mansion to chill with this dude. And, you know, one of them is, like, a newcomer. And when they get there, the dude shows up and he starts, like, leeching the life force out of them and the phantom stranger is trying to like convince the newcomer to like go and night not be taken in by him and uh yeah there ends up being like a battle and they fight and uh he does convince her to you know leave him and like lead a normal life and it's pretty good like I don't, I don't really know the Phantom Stranger, which is I guess is the point of DC Showcase, like showing <laughs> you people you may not have uh, known about. But it was really good. I mean, the animation is good, like normal, but I enjoyed the story. Like they do a really good job with the tone and the with the tone of it. Like the only thing I didn't like was the dancing, but then that's kind of hard to do in animation in movies too sometimes but it was pretty good i enjoyed it i started to watch death but i'm probably gonna watch that later have you seen that one mo death no i haven't seen that one that's about the chick because that's right a vertical yeah huh yeah i haven't seen it Cause yeah. in order to watch those, you have to buy the Blu-ray or the DVD, and I never did that. So, but I'm sure you can get a. I'm sure I can get a press copy. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch it, but I want you to watch it too, because you can tell me whether or not it's good or not. Okay. Next. I can only tell if I like it or not, but yeah. you actually, because you know death. Yeah. Um, Larry, I'm gonna play that mute that comic book news music. Let's do it. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Um. So, coronavirus is ruining everything. Uh, you know, this just did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, at this point, it's looking really shaky for uh, the Marvel TV shows that are debuting on Disney Plus for 2020. If those joints are going to happen or finish. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are both supposed to happen in 2020. Now, because of the delays and shooting and whatnot because of coronavirus. Everybody's like, nah, we don't know. We don't know. The stars say we don't know. Uh, the like, I don't think we've gotten an official word from from the studio saying we don't know. But you know, if the people in it don't know, that don't bode well. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that's definitely happening as well, of course, with um, Black Widow. Um, 
I, I, and I've, we've heard rumors at this point, both, both black women, black, I'm sorry, black women, <laughs> black widow. And like, it's funny because I was going to say, I was thinking black widow and Wonder Woman, and that turned into black women. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the amalgam. That's hilarious. That's the amalgam version. Right, right. Black woman. <laughs> I would love to see that. That's hilarious. The amalgam <laughs> of Black Widow and Wonder Woman is Black Woman. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there's, you know, the, the rumors going around that both Black... Uh, <laughs> Black Widow and Wonder Woman may potentially both get a digital release because, you know, obviously we were talking about initially about um, postponing the the release dates for these m- movies. Uh, but with this pandemic looking like it may not subside in all the major markets anytime soon, uh, the rumor is becoming stronger, it seems, or a little bit louder that those may come to uh, to you know uh, uh, video on demand services and maybe uh, Disney Plus. Now, so I heard somewhere they canceled Eternals. No, that actually did not happen. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping for a light in the end of this tunnel. Yes, no, no. The, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Eternals both have seemingly found ways to continue shooting, um, and like in these particular conditions. So I guess you know, fuck, bec- because there's enough time. It seems as though Marvel Studios has found a way to to try to keep those on track. Um, Eternals, we're supposed to get that at the end of this year, so. Uh, you know, Would I it? guess we'll see. I mean, as of right now, that's what they're saying. But at the same time, this is the same. Like w- they said, uh, we were just going to be pushing movies back until you know June, and now we're talking. Well, we'll see. You know, Would it so be- we'll we'll have to see how it all shakes out. Would it be bad for me to wish somebody got infected at uh, Eternal? Yes, yes, it would be bad for you okay. because you might kill. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's not in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's oh, in it? That reminds me. There's a good joke about Catherine Zeta-Jones in that Gilbert documentary. Oh. It's who's great. the fly older woman in it? Um, The one that was, like, molested by Harvey Weinstein. You have to be more specific. Oh. <laughs> uh, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. I'm sorry. I apologize, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I didn't mean to get you confused with Selma Hayek. Man, she's already like she's already wishing she was Selma Hayek, and now, <laughs> and now you made it worse. <laughs> Does Catherine Zeta Jones wish she, wish she was Selma Hayek? I mean, she's married to what's his name, the old crotchety guy, so, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I feel bad the way that that panned out. Like I think. I'm pretty sure I just knew who she was married to as opposed to just thinking that the first old crotchety guy is Michael Douglas. Like, that's not how I feel about Michael Douglas. Like, imagine that, like, floppy flesh climbing on top of you. No. And then, no. Then accusing you of giving him throat cancer. 
Does Michael Douglas have throat cancer? He had it, and he said he was it was from eating Catherine Zeta Jones's. No, he didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Really? Yeah. Why would he say that? Because he's a senile. Because he's senile. Is Michael Douglas senile? I I don't know why else would you say that. Like you say something like that on TV and then expect to go back home. Like. <laughs> You, you, it's like, I mean, if you're a stand-up comedian, maybe, but not Michael you, Douglas. You give me a better explanation. I don't know. Yeah, I guess senility is the way to go. That's like, I would hate to think he's just that big of a jerk. Like, oh my god. So, the DC chief creative officer, Jim Lee, has taken Instagram with a plan to draw 60 DC characters one a day for two months, which you will auction off to benefit random comic stores which are facing unprecedented challenges thanks to the widespread store closures, both temporary and permanent, and Diamond, Public, Diamond Comic Distributors closing due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. So Jim Lee's going to do a sketch of a different superhero every day for 60 days? Yes. Can Jim Lee do that? No. Okay. <laughs> he wants to. I mean, well, I mean, I mean realistically, just... he's got nothing better to do right now if he has to stay home. I, listen, I it's not. Uh, you know, I understand that one character isn't like a whole book, but it just you know, it's just a schedule. And the high bidder of each sketch gets to pick the next DC character he draws. No character to be repeated. Oh. Oh, it's only DC characters. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, And his first one is Nightwing. And... Oh, Oz. It looks amazing. Oh. Let me see if I can find it. Um... Rob Liefeld's doing the same thing. Oh, that's good. Well, you're the dudes with the two worst track record for finishing on time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, he my says, God. It says right here on, on his Twitter, Win original art. Comic books gave me my career. I love this art form so much. It's time to give back. I'll be auctioning off one original sketch every day here on Instagram and proceeds going towards comic shops. And then uh, he he, re- he replied to that his own uh, post saying, "Once you win, you will need to send a payment direct to comic book store selected. Only shipping costs will be sent to me. Let's do some good." Uh, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I won't. I won't lie. I'm, I'm. I'm a little less excited about seeing Rob's picks. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, they're doing their hearts in the right place. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm listen. I'm not telling saying don't do it. I'm just saying that you know, I don't know if I'd be oh, trying wow. to find the pick the first picture. He finished if, that in uh, a day. So I threw it in chat. Oh, you threw it in chat. Thanks, Jay. Oh wow, that is Damn. stunning. I hate talking shit about Jim Lee. He did that in one day? Yeah. 
it's probably one he already had, and he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just say I did it in one day. To get the ball rolling, of course. Man. Jim <laughs> Lee is a friggin' friggin' uh, like, national treasure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like look, look at that. Why couldn't he do that for Action Comics 9000? Or 900? I mean, I don't, like, what? Show me the picture that he did that we didn't like. I don't, I don't, I barely remember it because so many good Ghibli pictures. Like, he, I'm sure, look, I know he, he had an off day. Man, I, did Oz buy this? Nah. He doesn't even know that, that Jim Lee was doing that. Is he still in chat? Nah, I don't think so. Man. I'm sure it's what I'm sure I went for a ridiculous amount of money. <clears throat> I'm posting it in chat and then we should probably start getting out of here. Yeah. Uh Netflix did uh get another or did um renew castlevania for another season so if you're watching castlevania uh that's that you can expect another season uh sometime in the future which i don't i don't know if you any of you have been watching castlevania but this last season uh was pretty good It, it was definitely more of a setup for i think the next season though but it was really good like, I don't have Netflix at the moment, but I, when I did have it, I was loving Castlevania. Yeah. You should get a trial. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Well, you should get a trial. Maybe Man, you better. After, well, the thing is, they track your bank card. Oh, yeah. Like, I only have one bank card. If I have multiple, I could do it multiple times. Yeah. But since I don't, I can only get it the once. Oh yeah, I remember this picture, Mo. It it's what you call it. It it's definitely not Jim Lee's best work, but it's not a bad picture of Superman. Like if anybody other than Jim Lee had drawn this, we'd probably like it. Yeah. Tiger Claw says, what do you guys think of a live-action adaptation of Dragon's Lair? No. Fuck. No. Fuck. Well, Ryan, no. Ryan Reynolds. What if it's Ryan Reynolds? Awful. Fuck. Yeah? Jesus. That's like the worst thing. Fuck. I... This is like pandemic levels of terrible news. <laughs> what if... Like, what why if... the fuck would anyone want to see that? That just blows my mind that anyone would even even joke about that. That's just so goddamn ridiculous. What? Wait. So For is it that sake. Ryan Reynolds or is it that a movie period, a live action movie period? A live action movie period. Really? Why? God damn it. You, you know, Don Bluth has been kickstarting for like a few fucking years to do a, a animated uh, Dragon's Lair movie where he would actually be animating on it. Like, we would get that good, amazing Don Bluth animation 
with the Dragon's Lair movie, with him helming it, and it's just so goddamn gorgeous. Yeah, I, I side with Joe. I, I I love that idea so much. I don't know why. I had, like, if I had the money, I would bankroll it myself. Like, you know how long it's been since Don Bluth has even done animation? And he still has the skills. He do, does, like, sketches and draws. And it's still got beautiful artwork. And he just... And if, if I could fund it myself, I would. And why the fuck would you want to see that in live action? Like, that is just... I don't even understand why anyone would want that. Like, why would you want to take something gorgeous and beautiful and pure and just, like, shit all over it and be like... With hey, reality? You want this, right? <laughs> like, no, I don't want that. Like, oh, fuck. Just thinking about it. It's just... Oh, fuck. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like, they're better spending that money on animation. With Don Bluth at the helm, animating, doing Dragon's Lair the way it's fucking meant to be done. Yeah, and you let me, let me, oh, go ahead. You don't even know if the people that are working on it are going to catch coronavirus or not. At least with animation, uh-huh. everything could be done... Uh, at home. So let me ask you this question, Jay. And you know, I, I definitely can respect the opinion you put out here. Um, but let me ask you this question: What if this Netflix, uh, uh, friggin' Ryan Reynolds' Dragon's Lair movie gets made, right? Okay. And it sparks this enormous interest in Dragon's Lair, like spikes the popularity of it yet again. And that in turn allows for your Don Bluth Dragon's Lair animated flick to actually get made. Would it be okay then? I mean, I would still hate it. But as long as the live animated one gets made, I'm happy for that. But I still hate the live action one. Now, Joe, how do you think, do you think that the Netflix would spark an interest so much as that they would remake more animated ones? Or would they just get some crappy animator to redole them out fast? I, you know, Netflix is so hit and miss. And they, it's impossible to tell which way it would flow. And the chances are that it would turn out terrible or just as good as it turning out good. I mean, Death Note wasn't good. Uh, what else did they live action up? Erased. They did Erased? Yeah. That, I haven't seen that. Is that good? Oh, it's really good. I don't know. Um, compared to the, the manga... They say that it's it's oh, more closely to the manga than the anime is. Okay, I just know the anime. Yeah. Uh, so compared to the anime, uh, it's not it's different, but because it chose to be more like the manga. But the the actual series was really good, like the effects and the dubbing, everything. Like, 
Burr's gonna roll in his grave right now when I said the dubbing, but but yeah, Erased was really good. Okay. So like I said, that means like fifty fifty chance it could turn out terrible or amazing. Uh, Burr in chat says Dragonlair's entire charm is it being animated. It's not like it's some amazing story on its own. And he's right. Like <laughs> it's it's not the story we go for. Like, I don't even know if anyone knows the story of like part two where it really is just random shit Don Blue thought of on the spot. Like one of the levels is Dirk fighting a giant Elton John monster. And it's like it's it's beautiful because of how it looks. And if you try and do that in live action, it's not going to work. Like, I don't think Dot and Blue in general can work in live action. Like, even when I do like the story, like, well, I don't think Don Bluth works if you try to live action it up. I challenge Disney to try. I challenge Disney to make a live action secret of NIM. But to not ad lib it just like a, a like shot for shot remake. Because hmm. that's where they fuck up most of their live action shit. Is where they try to like ad lib and do new shit and it ends up fucked up and dumb. Word. <laughs> said, you ever seen the Dragon's Lair animated series? Of course. I grew up it's like every Saturday was Saturday Starcade. I've seen yeah. the entire couple times. It's like one that was the best thing on at the time. And two, like I wasn't into the animated Dragon's Lair. Like I was much more into Space Ace. And it was weird because the previews were always switched. So, like, Space Ace and Dragon's Lair would switch off every week. So, you would have your normal, you would have Q-Bird, Donkey Kong Jr., Frogger. And then it would either be Space Ace or Dragon's Lair. And for some reason, it was always messed up. Like, they would always do a preview for Dragon's Lair when it was Space Ace. And a preview for Space Ace when it was Dragon's Lair. Interestingly enough, uh, Dragon's Lair got re- uh, released on Amazon for purchase, but not Space Ace. And I bought Dragon's Lair because I was hoping it would lead to Space Ace being released. <laughs> and they're like, no. Apparently, yeah. There, let's get at it. Sounds good. All right. Final thoughts? Um, I would like to thank artist Tony Moore, co-creator of The Walking Dead. He did a uh, 
a quarantine miracle. And he sent me a t-shirt. No, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Why, why did he send you a t-shirt? Because I bought it. Oh. But, you well, know, he got good. it to me in the middle of the quarantine. Well, you can ship stuff. I, you wanted the, you could catch herpes at the post office. You think he's gonna go out in the quarantine? <laughs> Is that your final thought? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jay, final thoughts. Um. So, Steven Universe Future ended uh, this past weekend. Uh, technically Friday, so I didn't get to it till Saturday. And they dropped some a huge thing, like information, where the United States and the Steven Universe world only has 39 states. And I did like a shallow dive into why that is. And what it looks like is that in the Steven Universe world, there were no Confederate states. What What does that mean? Like every every like every state that was in the Civil War didn't exist. That was on the Confederate side. Right. What? <laughs> what? What? Well, that's a deep she, final thought. Like I, I'm sorry. I'm like, we we get. She we can, has things that she doesn't like disappear in her shows. Like there's no Russia in Steven Universe. Okay. Okay. Listen, that definitely is a conversation for another time. <laughs> Thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, TV shows, TV Tuesday. So, uh, you know, if you know what it is that you want to talk about, what you've been watching, anything you want to share with us, things you want to recommend, definitely tune in tomorrow and uh, let us know. Or hit us on our social media, uh, Fantastic Forum on Instagram, and let us know there what it is you're watching, what you think we should be watching, what it is that you want the people to know to watch. This is Fantastic Forum, live only on allgames.com. Download Festival 2020 is canceled due to coronavirus outbreak, worldwide pandemic. It's one of the biggest music festivals in the world. It takes place at Donington Park in Leicestershire between June 12th and June 14th. There's going to be a lot of big name headline bands, Korn, Deftones, Iron Maiden, System of a Down, Volbeat. It takes it's two days worth of, with the music. But yeah, it'll come back 2021 if there's not another world-ending plague. Uh, Chuck Billy updates his fans on his condition during this coronavirus outbreak. He um, he's technically at risk because he you know he, he had to go through chemo and stuff in the past, but luckily he's doing all right. He says he's feeling better. He's on the mend. Uh, he's just chilling at his home. 
Um, but, you know, there was other people that contracted the disease with him, too. Uh, which was, one was Gary Holt from Exodus and Will Carroll from Death Angel. <clears throat> now, Gary Holt, according to his Instagram, says he's, he's good. He's, he's like, he's watching a lot of shit, not catching up on TV. He's forced to rest. He's, he's okay. Him and his wife are, are self, self-quarantined. They're doing good. But Will Carroll, on the other hand, is in the ICU. And it's looking pretty bleak because his, um, his family is requesting that we all, uh, uh, respect their privacy right now. Like, they, they want, they appreciate the well wishes and everything, but it, it's looking pretty dark for Will Carroll. So hopefully he turns out okay, but it's, it's, it's looking dark. Um, you know, more COVID-19 in the news. Till Lindemann, the frontman for Ramstein, the band Ramstein, actually uh, put out a statement that he was in the hospital. He's hospitalized due to coronavirus infection. And uh, But Till Lindemann came out and said, uh, I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> but here's the tricky part. So the band's website and the Facebook say... They haven't changed it. They still say he has coronavirus. So Till Lindemann's denying it. The band and all the spokespeople maintain that he is infected with coronavirus. And uh, But coming from Ramstein, this is not that strange because they're weird like that. They, they do things to offend people and shock people. So I'm, I'm willing to bet that Till is healthy and just getting in on the celebrity uh, COVID-19 bandwagon. Um, Throne Torture, <laughs> Throne Torture released a single called The Mechanics of a Nightmare, uh, last week, and they weren't satisfied with making an 18-minute single, <laughs> so they, basically, they did a, uh, 18-minute horror movie to spotlight the single, so I'm not entirely sure if the single is actually 18 minutes, but... I do know that the film is 18 minutes. Uh, it's available on Torch uh, on Throne Torture's uh, YouTube, and it, it, from what I've heard or, or seen the movie, it looks like a bunch of different songs in it. So, yeah, uh, there they, you can see that on YouTube. Uh, the album of the same name is out June 5th. And it's available for pre-order. Um, and Slave dropped a teaser video on March 17th, promising new music that would be coming out that Friday on March 20th. The new music never really materialized, and the teaser video was taken down. Now, according to the band, the single would have been released May 22nd. Well, now the band is saying that the single will be released May 22nd, and the album sometime in the fall. Now, the reason these things are happening in music all across the board is not just enslaved, is that the the presses, the factories that press CDs and vinyl and tapes and, and make the, 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 the liner jackets and, and make the, the liner notes, they, um, they're all closed <laughs> all across the world. They're, they're closed. And, and, you know, there's a lot of albums being canceled. Um... Underneath from Code Orange was like one of the last albums to come out <laughs> recently that was able to do some sales physically because everything shut down shortly after. Um, but yeah, Hatebreed is another one. Uh, Hatebreed postponed their new album 
indefinitely. They're like, I don't know when it's coming out. Right now, all you have is uh, it is is a single that just came out. Um, I forget the name, but the single's actually pretty good. Let me see if I can find it for you. Ah, forget it. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute.